The following is a presentation of the Noise Space Network. Find more great podcasts at noisespace.xyz. We begin in Southern California three decades ago. Two wet souls were brought to this earth, separated by just a scant few miles, and unbeknownst to each other. The fates kept them separate as they grew from brass whelps into homosexual young women with hard opinions about cheaply made processed foods. One of them, a black-clad warrior, fighting for metals heavy and corn syrups high fructose. The other, a living embodiment of no-calorie soda, literally begging the gods to strike her down where she stands, or at least strike her with a cease and desist order. Now the world has united these two to clash over their cheap foodstuffs, and we meet them here, the battlefield where they are destined for eternal combat. Ladies and ghouls, it is my pleasure to welcome you to Diet Coke and Lilith's House of Snacks. And I'm Lilith. And this, this is, is our, our House, House of, of snacks. snacks. Mixing it up a little today with the British. I have bangs now. You have what? I'm a woman with bangs now. I'll tell you, the bit necessitates you do your voice loud, but Discord uh-huh. noise suppression dictates that it always cut out the key part that I don't understand what you're I saying. I have Bangs now. I'll tell you. Third time, not a charm. Still, every single time, what Discord is broadcasting to me is I have now. That's, that's all I heard over Discord I'm all three times. I'm a distinguished woman with bangs. Oh, bangs. It was so funny how truly every single time Discord perfectly just cut bangs. <laughs> No, I'm a distinguished woman with bangs now. I I have a, a beautiful little fringe of hair on Are my you, forehead. You're going to tell me about how uh, it's not fair to you that I'm hosting this podcast and we're claiming it's all women. Wait, I don't know what this is in reference to. I don't concern with myself with such silly things because I have bangs now. <laughs> okay. So what is the bit? It's not that you're in turf. <laughs> no! Help me out. No! Well, you're doing a British voice with the bangs, I'm you just know? a fancy woman with bangs. <laughs> you know? When I see a British woman with bangs, my first thought is, hey, I better be careful here. <laughs> I was... Uh... All right, well... But, I mean, the... the tricky thing, too, though, is I like bangs a lot, you know? yeah. Yeah, it's a good hairstyle. I look yeah. good now. I yeah. have bangs now. Well, I mean, yeah. You always looked good, but the, I bet the bangs look good, too. Yeah, the bangs. Have you not seen my bangs? I don't think I've seen your bangs. Uh, I, You know what? I could, I could just turn on my video. You can see them bangs. 
I know I'm wearing a headphones, right? I'll, I'll just... There we go. I do see. Whoa, it looks great. Yeah, it's a good look. Uh, I have bangs now, and that means I should be taken seriously. And they're not turf culture. Bangs, but the, it not. was really only they're like nice, fluffy bangs. Yeah, there's because there's turf bangs and then there's normal bangs. And I, yeah. you know, I made the turf. I feel bad calling you a turf now, even though it's obvious I was doing a bit. Yeah. But uh, you know, bangs plus British. That's the I can't ignore two different turf warning signs. I was you know? kind of. I saw a post earlier today. Um, that was making a making a joke about Shadowheart from the uh, video game uh, Baldur's Gate Three. I'll tell you, I've never felt more out of the loop with a video game release than with Baldur's Gate Three. I see so many Baldur's Gate Three memes that are just like, it's like someone's tweet with a picture of a character that I guess acts like that, but I wouldn't know. So I've probably seen this lady Shadowheart a lot, but I don't know who she is. Yeah, Shadowheart's great. Um, she's a goth chick who's very angry about things. Um, God bless every RPG companion that's a goth chick who's angry about things. My my favorite yeah. party companion type. Uh, oh my God, you're going to love Baldur's Gate 3. You got to play know it. I know I am. Um, well, I, I, I would love to, but it's literally, it's only on platforms I don't have right now. Have you, okay, this is an interesting, we're going to become a gaming podcast for a second. Have you heard the reason there was like, there was like a specific kind of technical thing I think we've talked about this, about like why Baldur's Gate 3 wasn't like, it was kind of an engineering difficulty to get it onto I don't think uh, we have talked about this because I know that's the case, but I, I've never, I don't know why. I haven't looked into it. So, so the, thing, the thing is that Microsoft like um, has pretty strict demands of feature parity across the entire Xbox One. Oh, right. The whole uh, thing about the, how people don't want to develop for the Xbox because they have to do it for the S as well as the X. Yeah. And so Microsoft actually did make an exception for Larian to say you can drop split screen code co-op just for the S because they were like, we can't get split screen co-op working on the S. And so Baldur's Gate will come to Xbox later this year without split screen co-op on the S. But will it have it on the Series X? Yeah, I oh, think well, that's, so. I hope I so. Because so. that, that sounds great. I would love to pitch Casey, my beautiful wife Casey idea of us both playing that game. Split screen co-op in that game is fun as fuck. And I do have, I got, I got the X. A little bit underbaked. There's parts of the games that are under, of the game that's underbaked. It's definitely something that I think is going to improve over time. And I'm actually kind of putting it on the back burner for a little bit because of that. Uh, waiting for a few more uh, uh, patches to come through. Um, but it's, it's a really impressive game. Um, I've been playing, uh, there's a, there's a, Anyway, there's a character like thing that you can do called Dark Urge where your character will just have urges to commit acts of cannibalism while you play through the game and you can choose to give in to them or resist them. I've been playing uh, just an evil, like we're playing evil characters with my friend Nora um, where I'm just like this hulking druid and she's a warlock who has the Dark Urge. It's very fun. That rocks. That sounds cool. So I can't it's wait a, to... It, eventually play that game <laughs> it is a good video game anyway i have bangs you want to play dwellers gate yeah. and we have a snack to discuss today that's true should we be getting into it so soon i i feel like we talked about video games and bangs is there anything <laughs> else we want to talk about baseball fucking sucks 
my my heart yeah. got ripped out of my chest last night. I'm sorry. Uh, so that's you know that's something is uh, the government isn't shut down. No, Fat Bear Week can continue on. Uh huh. What else is happening in the world? Did I mention I have bangs? I I think we've covered that you have bangs. I'm not 100 okay. percent sure, but I'm, I, it feels like because we might have talked about that before the record instead of on. You know. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. But okay. I think it has come up. Okay. Um, um, I saw Barbie. I mean, a while ago. It's established canon that I saw Barbie. Right. Okay, yeah, because we didn't really... We, we haven't, haven't discussed really it ever. We, discuss, I know well, you we, we discussed to. Barbie at length, just <laughs> not after you had seen it. Well, not after I was ready to talk about it, too. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, what would you think of Barbie? Can I confess? Oh my god. What? <laughs> I kind of thought, I hate to say it, I've, mid is the word I would use. Mid? Yeah, I kind of thought it was a bit mid. <sighs> I'm heartbroken. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that I like went out of my way to break your heart. I just know we had been saying we were going to talk about Barbie and then we never did. I didn't want to leave the fans hanging, but I do must confess, I kind of thought it was mid. G- Gosling? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, the Kims so were kind of at the, at the heart of my issue with the movie. I did think oh. he was good in it. I, listen, performance-wise, uh-huh. I'm, not, I'm not attacking anyone okay. here. I thought okay. they all put in great work. I think the Kens... I, th- I, th- I struggled deeply with, with anything to do with the Kens because it's so like... Uh, Especially in the ending, but throughout the movie, there's this weird thing that I don't think works super well for me. Uh huh. Where it is like simultaneously, they're they are constantly drawing lines and saying the Kens are treated like women in Barbie world. The Kens right. are treated in Barbie world the way women are treated in the real world. Uh-huh. And it's like simultaneously treated it as a punishment and a reward at different points of the movie in a way that just is, is very odd <sighs> to me and made it made it difficult for me to connect with the messaging. I, you know, I can see what you're saying. I think that's... <sighs> Where like the movie wants us to hate the Kens so bad when they're doing patriarchy, but it's like entirely disconnected from anything resembling a point because it's like... Well, the, in this world, the Kens are an oppressed class, so rather than like be a thing that you can talk See? about, Patriarch here is literally just kind of acts as like evil magic, setting them up for easy dunks. I don't, I don't think that the Kens. I don't think of. I don't think of much of anyone is being oppressed in Barbie world. Well, that's, I mean, this is another part of the the problem with the movie is they say that, but at the same time, the film is very clear to point out that, like, Ken is homeless. The Kens don't have homes in the Barbie world. And they highlight that at one point because the little kid, when the little kid human comes to Barbie world, she asks, and the Barbies just don't answer. Like, I don't know how you can say they're not an oppressed class when they have to live outside <laughs> the barbies get houses you know they're toys like it's yeah yeah but I they're mean... alive you know <laughs> like you can't say that like <laughs> he lives a comfortable life his job is beach his job That's is beach but saying. you know 
<laughs> but hey, in in some way, that's what people said about women in early. Uh, like that's again, like this movie trying to be like the Kens are w- the women of the Barbie world, because <laughs> that's the kind of shit that people said about housewives in the past. Is they live comfortable lives, they don't need rights. I like, I, I think I, the film very deliberately, like outright, tells us at several points. That the Kens are treated that the Kens are the women of Barbie Land, but also we are supposed to hate them in a way that I was just like it didn't. It also like it does that thing that that has happened to a lot of movies lately, where they really really want to be cool, so they're constantly like pointing out that Mattel is like this evil capitalist. Okay, yeah, that company. that all, but that like stuff, Mattel at the end yeah. of the movie is the good guys, which is yeah, un, you know, it doesn't sit well with me. A, I a will lot say of the Mattel stuff kind of fell flat. The yeah. final, the final shot of the movie, which can we mm-hmm. say spoilers or should we just allude to it? Well, it's just yeah, everybody's seen this fucking movie, so it's, it's you know, closing the movie with with like the triumphant reveal that she has a vagina now. I do think is like a ten out of ten ending. Like I was like that, as much yeah. as I thought the movie was mid. Like it got uh-huh. to the end and I was like, well, that ending fucking rocked. Except, okay. but that ending moment rocked. My other problem though is like uh, I feel like Barbie as a character, the Margot Robbie Bar- Barbie specifically. Uh huh. I feel like her arc doesn't. I feel like it's never clear to me what exactly she wants and how her ending is a happy one. It's just I don't know. I it's I struggled with this movie. I felt it very slippery. I think I would have had I, I I saw it a little too long ago and I've lived entirely too much life in between That's when I fair. saw Greta Gerwig's Barbie and now to be able to competently discuss it with you. I just I had a lot of fun watching the film. I thought it was very fun, and I will say that's the thing is I, I I think that the politics of the movie are pretty wishy washy just overall, well, and sure. it's not why I was enjoying the film. See, and I could forgive wishy washy, but I I kind of felt the politics were like fully incoherent. Yeah, but yeah. that listen, I mean. The, the the big thing, and maybe I'm being unfair to Barbie, because the big thing that people compare it to, or at least mm. that made me interested, that you and one other person on Twitter compare yes. it to, is Super Mario Brothers. And to be fair, like I didn't go into yeah, Super coherent Mario politics. Well, exactly. Over like there. <laughs> Super Mario Brothers does get a lot of credit that perhaps it hasn't earned in fan circles for being this kind yes. of like leftist movie, which it's not really. It, I not, mean, it's got no. some bones, but yeah. like if I had spent a month and a half, if I had never Uh seen Super Mario Brothers and I Uh had spent a month and a half hearing on the bad website X that it was like this great, you know, feminist is what they said about Barbie. Like I Uh I would have had the same complaints about Super Mario Brothers, which is my favorite movie. So, you know. You know what I think? You are having, your, your reaction to Barbie is how I felt about Mad Max Fury Road. I kind of felt the same way about Mad Max Fury Road at the I time, fucking, but I've I have grown to appreciate it more. I heard about how this is a fucking feminist masterpiece of a film for months, and then I finally saw it when it was like on streaming or whatever. Uh, so it took me a while, and then I was like, okay, so yeah, like I think eh. that movie is a good, a very good movie overall, but I think in yeah. terms of feminism, like. 
it it has a it has it has a, what Kate Beaton would call in her classic style a strong female character, and that's about as deep as the feminism goes there. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, is to say, a female oh, character who is literally strong. There's there's women on milking machines, I and mean, we think yeah. that's bad. Yeah, great. We're taking a brave stance by saying that. Hey, hey, George Miller here from Australia. <laughs> I it's 2015. And I don't I think have bangs. I don't. Th- I have bangs, and I don't think women <laughs> should be on milking machines anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, "What anymore?" <laughs> <laughs> he's watching the same videos that uh, Jordan Peterson is watching. <laughs> just watching fucking Russian uh, fetish videos, <laughs> yeah. and just being like, "This is this happening." Is society. This is society right now. <laughs> This is what the woke mind virus has done to our Look brief. at my beautiful fluffy bangs. <laughs> yeah. This has to stop. <laughs> um, so I'm going to make a movie where Tom Hardy takes a piss about it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tom Hardy should have pissed in Inception. Tom Hardy should have pissed in Inception. <laughs> They should have addressed whether if you pee in you pee someone in else's dream. dream, do you pee in real life? Which I feel like, you know, I not to reveal too much about my childhood, but um, oftentimes if I was peeing in a dream, it did mean I peed in real life. You know, I've uh, peed in a lot of dreams, and once as a child it did mean I peed in real life, and every day I yeah. think... God on high that it was uh-huh. only it was only that one time where it happened. Yeah, that way. one time would have been a fucking blessing. Uh, yeah. Again, let's not go into my childhood. Let's go into much. any details. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, Inception should have addressed that. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this, this is why it should have been a miniseries. These are the kind of questions you can get into when you have you uh-huh. know, eight, ten uh-huh. hours instead of just a paltry two. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I think actually Joseph Gordon-Levitt would have been a stronger candidate to pee in the dream and then pee in real life. Yeah, maybe they both pee in the dream and then it like cuts to their sleeping bodies in real life uh-huh. and only Joseph Gordon-Levitt is wetting his pants. And they're just like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that that's that's how it should have gone. Wow. Uh, and, then, and, and then and then and then uh Hardy goes up to Joseph Gordon Levitt afterwards and he sees the wet spot and he says, uh, next time dream a little smaller, darling. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, and then he goes up to Christopher Nolan and then what happens? No, I was I was just gonna say, hey Christopher Nolan, uh you have our phone numbers. Um Yeah, I mean every it feels like every week out here we're out here punching uh-huh. up Christopher Nolan movies. We covered yeah. how Matt Damon should have fucked Matthew McConaughey and it's in, uh-huh. in, in their cellar. We've we got should the, have seen stat, uh, Shaft in Oppenheimer. Oh, and, and Batman. Yeah, Shaft in Batman and Oppenheimer. All three uh-huh. Batmans and Oppenheimer. Yes. And now we've got the peak out of Inception. I mean, yeah. we're, we're pr- we've almost done his whole filmography here and I've got uh-huh. some thoughts on the prestige that'll come up eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. So, um, Nolan, it, give us a call. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, we should talk about, we, okay, we're, I like how you said it's too soon, like 10 minutes in, and now we are 20 Gregorian human minutes into yeah. this recording session and we still haven't talked about snacks. 
I yeah. <laughs> yeah. I kind of made hey, let's take it. Let's show everybody how the sausage is made for a second. Uh-huh. My uh-huh. kind of feeling is that 20 minutes is around the point we want to transition to snack talk. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, what are people coming here for? Are they really coming here for snacks or are they coming here for the delightful and, and, and illuminating hosts of the show? I think 10 minutes, 20 minutes, sorry, 20 minutes of goof arounds, 10 minutes yeah. of snack talk. Is, that's the that's the new golden ratio. That's the golden ratio 2.0. Uh-huh, uh-huh. uh-huh. Sorry, but what All were right. you going to say? Oh, I was gonna. I was just going to say maybe we'll let's hit that snack description. Oh, yeah, let's do that. Listen up, maggots. We got some new intel from the front line. The enemy has acquired a highly advanced piece of tech. It's called the Bomb Pop. It's an explosive device made up of water, corn syrup, and enough chemicals to make Walter White shit his pants. It's small, damn small. Just 1.75 ounces. Shaped like a kind of bottle, but with bridges. It's made up of three colors, red, white, and blue. Just like the enemy's flag. We've also been told that each flavor has a unique element. The red is cherry, the white is lime, and the blue is blue raspberry. So get your asses up and your eyes open because we're... Oh, okay, I'm being told this is a popsicle, not a bomb. Uh, that was fun. So, yeah, we don't have an explosive device. No, just a popsicle. Just it is called a bomb pop. So, like, if you're at the airport, yes. maybe go headphones on. Maybe don't have this playing too loud. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I would say if you're going through TSA, put your headphones in. Don't, like, or even maybe just don't stop even listening have your headphones for a in. Yeah. Just stop listening to the podcast. If you're in the line for TSA right now, actually, yeah. this is. I'm launching a new House of Snacks like ARG. So there's going to be like a real world element to the. To, you're going to have like a little adventure right now. And all you have to do is when I uh-huh. count down from three, start playing the podcast over speaker loud. Um, and we're, we're just going to resume okay. the podcast. So a podcast will just go on yeah. from there and you'll have your little adventure. So uh-huh. ARG starts in three, two, one. Three, two, I have a bomb! Pop. Popsicle, and we're here to talk about them today. Uh, no, I'm gonna start uh, sucking on this because these these will melt on you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I also have a bomb pop, and um, and I'm going to use it to help destroy American imperialism. That's right, uh, and by that I mean it's just going to give me calories that I need in just kind of my everyday struggle. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I pitched this because I had them in the freezer. Yeah. <laughs> Full disclosure. Uh-huh. My mom bought these for me when I had COVID for some reason. She bought these and fascinating decision. <laughs> she sent over a, a like a DoorDash grocery delivery. And she said, as a little treat, it was mostly like Gatorade, tissues, NyQuil, that sort of thing. Uh-huh. And then she said, as a treat, she got Casey Frosted Mother's Animal Cookies, which we've covered on the show before, uh-huh. which is like a treat that my mom knows I have enjoyed my whole life because I've enjoyed it since I was a little kid. And then right. for me, she sent Bomb Pops, a, a product uh-huh. I don't think I've ever said a single word about to her. <laughs> 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 I don't know why. 
but so I got bomb pops in my freezer. I'm not a huge popsicles bitch, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I'm not, neither am I. I uh, don't feel very strongly about bomb pops. And I mean, I haven't historically in my life. And I'm just about through cherry. And um, I have to say, my streak of not caring much about bomb pops continues. Uh, (laughs) I'll tell you my issue with popsicles. Everywhere that sells popsicles Mm -hmm. also sells ice cream. Yup. And what in what in what universe would I ever want popsicle over ice cream? You know, it's just like juice, which is good, Mm. not that good, Mm. and it's like frozen to where it's like too cold to taste as good as it should. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what popsicles are. Excuse me. The the whole rest of the cherry came off in my mouth at once. Uh-huh. Shot off like a bomb. Um, I don't know that I would go that Which far. I have. I have a bomb. <laughs> I will say, eating this, I do find it more pleasurable than I thought I would. Like, it's not bad, but it's like not, it's not something I'm ever, ever, ever going to crave. You know? No. No. I have a couple Ben and Jerry's pints in my freezer right yeah. now because Safeway had a special. Way better than a bomb pop, you ask me. Oh, my God. I'll tell you, though. Yes. As a lime freak, getting down to that white part is rewarding. I'm getting down to the lime. That is maybe the one advantage Popsicles has, and it's underutilized because as mm. far as common Popsicles, bomb pop is really the only one I can think of that has lime in it. But... Mm. Key lime pie you're not going to have on hand, you know, so if you're a lime head like me mm-hmm. and you want some kind of dessert lime, obstacle may be the way to go, but you don't even see them that often, so what are we fucking doing here? Yeah, that's fair. Um, I feel like H-E-B, because H-E-B does like a store brand of popsicles that my mom really liked because they were all like, you know, they would have like fruit chunks in oh. them, and uh, I feel like they had a lime that was good. Obviously, it wouldn't have like rind chunks in it. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, maybe a little bit of lime, a little bit of, a little bit of the flesh. Yeah, lime part's good. It's not like crazy. Good, yeah, though. I would agree with it's, that. Frankly, <laughs> it's not all that sour or anything. Yeah. It's just kind of a pleasant bit of lime. Also, it's white, which is weird. Well, you got to honor the flag, you know. If uh, you know, uh, st- stand stand up or get out, you know. Hmm, that's what I say. <laughs> Stand up or get out. Is that um... I'm trying to what didn't there was a phrase that bigots would use about people kneeling for the flag during sporting events. But I was I it stand up or get <laughs> no, out? That's hilarious. It wasn't. I don't think it was. I don't I don't remember what it was. They die they they, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember what the phrase was. You know what I'm talking about, though, right? There was some... No, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of patriotic uh, uh, phraseology used to denigrate people like Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Most of it was perpetrated by people who could never uh, uh, match his passing or rushing yards. I'll tell you, Neolib... 49ers fans never felt cooler oh than the, the week that all went down. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about my dad here. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Anyway, I'm into the blue Raz now. I thought it would be hard yeah. to get through all flavors on air, but it is, it's moving fast, this popsicle. It's fine. It's a popsicle. It's a smaller popsicle than I remember. You know? 
It's a popsicle. It's a it's a disappointing. It's not a snack I'm ever going to choose. It's even a snack mm-hmm. where most of the time, if it's on offer, I might just be like, I'll have nothing instead. Uh huh. So, I guess I I guess I'm going to call this a hard would not buy and a soft yeah. would not eat. Because like I'm eating it, I'm not having a bad time. It's it's more uh-huh. pleasant than not. Yeah. But I'm never going to seek out a popsicle. It's just it's a. The popsicles, it's, as far as I'm concerned, I'm, it's a fucking penny farthing. And ice cream uh-huh. is an electric bike, you know? There's no reason to be fucking around with this stupid big wheel. It's an interesting uh, uh, comparison you've made there. Um, well, for me, um, this this bomb pop is also going to be a would not buy. It's cost money, and where is it getting the money from? I don't think so. And uh, it's going to be a would not eat. No! No! <laughs> Should we get the snack keeper in here? Hey, old snack keepsy. Hello. Snack keepsy. Are you from Snack Kipsy? No, that's not a real place. Like, why would it Poughkeepsie, be? But snack. I know what you meant. You, there's not a place called Snack. No, Kipsy. why would there be? Well, you have like Snack Taylor. You Swift think just because shit. there's a Snack York and a Snack York City that there would be a Snack Kipsy? It's not completely one to one. But but it kind of seems like it might be one to one. I haven't run into a whole lot of things that aren't one to one. Buffalo Wings is the is a city. It's the whole, the city's name is Buff is Buffalo Wings, comma okay. Snack York. Okay. But there's no snack Kipsy, no. There's no snack Kipsy. Okay. Um, there's snack Francisco. It's it's actually called San Francisco. Okay. okay. Fuck. I keep striking out. <laughs> I mean, you were um, close with that one. There's basically a snack, Francisco. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, I mean, yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. I should say there's a there's a celebrity named Snack Francisco. <laughs> is that? Is that if you had to draw a line between the the regular world and the snack world? Is there? I I'm I'm, tr- I'm having trouble. Who's who's Snack Francisco? Well. Snack Francisco doesn't really have, I mean, in the same way that there's no snack Kipsy in Snack Dimension, there's no yeah. snack Francisco in in the, in regular, in the real in world. In the regular yes. world. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. And he's um, not from San Francisco. Okay. Uh-huh. He's from um, Snack Kipsy, but it's not, that's not in the Snack Dimension. He's from wait, a third dimension. What? He's from a, th- there's a third dimension. I mean, there's a lot of, dim- there's like, I mean, infinite, I guess. Well, yeah, I know. But like, you know, I, I guess I didn't know that there was, oh man, this is getting. That's it. The third dimension is the snack kipsy dimension. Okay, wait. In your dimension, is there a guy called Post Malone, except it's Post like the cereal brand? Yes, there is. That does exist. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Okay. He's exactly the same guy, though. It's, he looks human. He is a snack keeper, but he looks human. There's a few of them. That's interesting. Um, I think you met one—the one who shits the Kinder eggs or the or the Reese's eggs. She she looked human, but she's a snack keeper. 
God, we're so far up our own ass that I don't remember who you're talking about. We are. Also, I was, I've been debating recently. Maybe the snack Oscars just aren't canon anymore. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's right. It's part of the snack. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> I know I'm the one who said the show should yeah, be more really simple good... and more uh, easy to understand for outsiders. So I'd, I want to apologize for my conduct today. Okay. Uh, that's that's fine. Um, I I like. I'm it. sorry I like, for. I also like the snack. Oscars. Getting out a lantern and snack Academy Awards. shining, shining them up our holes and just taking us on an expedition deeper up our own asses. Get a big coat, a lantern, showing you the way <laughs> as I ascend the rectal passage. Show. Well, goodbye, ghosts and ghoulies. The House of Snacks is closed yet again. We'll snack you later. <laughs> For more from the House of Snacks, visit patreon.com slash house of snacks. That's patreon.com slash house of S-N-A-X.